Well, I thought it was a good time to speak. My way home from work is back like in the old days, the first days where I started podcasting, where I would do it on my way home from work. And I'm always working. Never stop working. Never stop having problems. You know, getting older, I had to uh, understand that. You know, I felt like I was working towards a permanent solution. Um, And in in a sense, I am. But one thing that you can't permanently solve is problems. Problems are uh, presented at every stage of our life. The only time we won't have a problem is when we're not alive. So it's dawning on me (laughs) that I should embrace problems and keep my head up and smile in the face of adversity. And in spite of my own failures, I should still smile. In spite of your own failure, you should still smile. In spite of, you know, your disappointment with life, um, take inventory of your blessings. You know, you really have to count your blessings. That phrase isn't for nothing. You, we really need to count our blessings. You start counting, and then you lose count. And in the course of counting. You should start to see that the things that are upsetting you don't make mean anything. You know, so just wanted to say thank you for tuning in and listening to the Conscious Observer podcast. Um, the reason why it's called the Conscious Observer and I rebranded wasn't so much to rebrand from like a you know, some type of corporate perspective, you know, that I'm not a corporate brother. I'm grassroots all day, boots to the ground. Now, the reason why I rebranded is because I felt like it was a more appropriate name for what is going on here. My position is black. Um, but the position of the black man in truth is the position of every human being because every human being derives from the black man. So I wanted to make a name that spoke more so to the truth of what we are doing here together here, um, speaking on, thinking on, which is we're observing, consciously observing the universe around us. Um, that's what we're doing. That's that's what this is. But the term conscious observer is a term that you can find related to quantum physics because there is an experiment <clears throat> involving atoms speaking over the traffic an experiment involving atoms 
where the atom is put into position to be shot through a atom projector um, or an atom gun. They load atoms or not quite familiar with the process of how they do it, but they shoot atoms from a gun or from a machine to study the trajectory of how atoms move in through space as well as how atoms behave as they move um it's a very deep subject it's very deep it it, it borderlines uh it borderlines magic almost um or it shows the potential the human potential is is great human potential is great great enough to supersede to heights of what is considered to be supernatural now we all we know from a very basic standpoint that supernatural is something that just is natural stacked on top of natural you know which makes it super super supernatural it's you know it's not out of this world it's based on this world this world serves as the basis for not supernatural in the terms of ghosts and demons but truthfully what is supernatural is higher intelligence supernatural that's what supernatural is so in this experiment to get back to it the uh scientists they shoot atoms from a gun monitor its behaviors but what they came to find out was that when the atoms are being observed from the human eye that the human eye and that the hu- well not just the human eye because they did it that way they did they took an eye it's not the fact that it's an eye because they i think they used the mannequin to do the same thing and it didn't have the effect on the mannequin because the mannequin does not have consciousness <clears throat> so the mannequin can't observe because it's not conscious it's an it's inanimate but when the human eye looked at the atom it changed the direction that the atom goes which are, which brings into mind you know so many different principles that we thought about when we are coming up on the human potential that human potential can be godlike um that we have mind over matter literally that atoms can switch their movements switch their pattern of movement just based upon a person looking in this direction it's kind of like that thing when you feel like you know your internet's too slow and you feel like well if you take your eye off of it and don't look at it then (laughs) 
you think that all the attention that you're giving it is what's causing it to go slower because it's almost like it's folding under the pressure of your observation so to take pressure off of your phone or off of the computer to do and perform its function you divert your eyes to pretend pretend like you're looking at something else when when truthfully it's not about that truthfully i believe there's a lot of truth to that that we do that i believe that <laughs> the, but i feel like everyone should have a homework assignment right now the homework assignment is the next time that that happens and uh something is not working and you <laughs> you want it to work quickly um just go do something else <laughs> and whether or not the experiment works from a result of completely taking your attention off of this thing and putting your attention totally on something else or it works just from the fact that you went and did something else and came back to your phone and it was working then you still didn't waste a whole lot of time waiting for something to happen you went on with your life and did something else but i believe truly that the reason why we take our eyes off of it to make it work is because there is some truth i believe there's some truth to the fact that our attention is causing things to not move as fast as it can and that when you consciously it's not it's not enough to pretend like you're not looking at it because you're because you may take your two physical eyes off of it but you still have your one eye the eye that counts the only eye that counts if somebody takes a hot hot iron and puts both of your eyes out pokes you both in the eyes and go blind you're not totally blind you still have a brain so i just wanted to say that um you know kind of get the ball rolling again you know this I, I really enjoy science and i really enjoy you know life and just the beauty the complexity of life so i want to incorporate that as much as possible when we have these these talks i don't want it to be centered solely around incidents in the news but haha but regardless of my lofty ideas that we i'm still coming on here talking about what's going on in the news and um you know i don't like to speak unless i'm spoken to y'all are not speaking to me i left my contact information for you all to reach out but you don't reach out um i don't like to speak unless i'm spoken to or unless what i think is the truth is not being talked about as much as what i think the lie is and then the particular subject that i'm talking about is um this slap by will smith done to chris rock um Y'all fell for that? 
got we gotta be smarter than this, beloved. Um Yes, the slap was staged. The slap was staged. And we can observe this on so many different levels why it was staged. It doesn't matter how big Willie is. Common courtesy and decency that exists in human beings dissuades us from acting too brashly, no matter how big your ego is. Common courtesy and decency dissuades people from acting too brashly in terms of um, what you can do in public with the, uh, the weight because when you go into public spaces if you ever feel pressure you go into public spaces you see a lot of people the pressure that you feel is real it's the collective consciousness of everybody there. It's the expectation to act decently. That's there. It's it's there. It's not fake. It's real. Um, Will Smith is not above that. Doesn't matter how big his celebrity is. He's not above that feeling. It's uncharacteristic. That's why it never happened before. The only time that something of that magnitude was recorded to happen, and it ha- probably happened many more times than this, just just not able to observe it. But there was a time that Andy Kaufman was um, on the David Letterman show with a wrestler. I forget, I think his name was Jerry Lawler or something to that effect. Something. Anyway. They're on Letterman. Andy Kaufman's wearing a neck brace. Andy Kaufman, for those of you who don't know, he used to be a very famous comedian in the 80s and I guess late 70s. He was on a show called like Taxi, SNL. Um, and he made a lot of guest, uh, guest appearances on uh, the David Letterman show. So he's on David Letterman and he's having a seemingly a disagreement with this wrestler right there on the the tonight show and um the the guy gets up and smacks andy kaufman out of his chair seemingly discovered years later i mean it it was kind of shocking but even then i could i mean i could tell it's it's kind of easier to spot these things you know, before wrestlers hit people, they always, there's always this kind of delayed response when a wrestler, you know, when a wrestler's about to hit somebody, they're like, oh my, oh my God, he's getting up. He's going, is he going to do it? He's going to smack. And then he smacks the guy. I mean, it's like, come on, this shit is cheesy. But, okay. I could tell it was fake then. People who, at that time, they didn't know it was fake. Much like, I guess, a lot of you <laughs> don't know are being 
easily beguiled and deceived by Hollywood in a way and it's not even Hollywood's best trick you know I have a um I have a, a theory this is this is as close to conspiracy theory that I will ever get I have a theory that the directors of Hollywood taking it away from Will Smith from a minute for a minute I'm gonna get back to Big Willie and his big ass head and uh it's not it's nothing against will smith will smith is a hostage of hollywood he's a hostage he's not the one calling the shots that's again what led me to understand that this was fake this was contrived he's not the big shot in hollywood the big shots in hollywood don't walk down the red carpet no 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 the big shots in hollywood don't walk down the red carpet. So, um, I have a theory that the directors in Hollywood, the directors in Hollywood, in my theory, not only do they direct movies, but they also write scripts and direct events that happen in real life staged events like 9-11 i wouldn't be surprised at all if there was a script there definitely was a script with 9-11 this is not this is like i said this is coming close to conspiracy theory because i know how ugly conspiracy theory sounds in the minds of intelligent people intelligent people don't want to hear the psycho babble of someone with a bunch of hunches and a bunch of suppositions and a, a bunch of feelings and a bunch of loose ideals on something that probably doesn't exist intelligent people don't like to listen to people like that um that's why i'm saying i'm getting close to it but I'm not really getting close to it at all. I'm just saying I'm getting close to it because it may seem like it's getting close to you. But truthfully, I'm still within the parameters of reality. Um, I believe that directors in Hollywood are, and their gift for storytelling and knowing psychologically, knowing how to pull on human emotions. Look, you ever watched a movie and started crying and you look around and everybody's crying too the reason why everybody's crying is because the director understands human emotionality so well that he was able to compose the movie very suavely to go undetected where you can't see him trying to make you cry but he ends up being successful in making you cry. He he got you right there. And he knew it. That that that's the part that they all know. They say this is the part where the audience is going to cry. Well, these same guys who have that skill I believe that these same guys are put in charge of doing staged events 
that shape the mindset of people that shape the um, that shape the uh, status quo of society and you know has a way of doing like a mass a mass wool uh it's like a, if they you know the the phrase uh pulling the wool over a person's eyes well this is like somebody making a big blanket and pulling the wool over the whole world's eyes in one fell swoop 9 11 every every construction demolition expert says emphatically that 9-11 was a staged event. 9-11 was not real. By no stretch of anybody's imagination. 9-11 was staged. That an airplane coming near the top of a building does not have to the capacity to break down a building from its base from that far up especially not when it's reinforced steel reinforced steel is reinforced sorry about that damn anchors just so sensitive to um phone calls and disturbances it'll cut right off but i love anchor i still love anchor because it's an acceptable and accessible podcast for people who can't do it on a major level so thank god for anchor um getting back to my my point um most construction demolition experts who have the courage because another added fact is that it takes courage some some modicum of courage to say the truth um sometimes it's not courage sometimes it's stupidity i i i know that oftentimes um i've been thinking I was doing something that was strong when I was really just doing something that was stupid um, by thinking that I was telling the truth. But it wasn't, it might have been the truth, but it was probably done improperly. And telling the truth improperly is not in in alignment with the truth. It's It's stupid. So construction demolition experts who are brave have said that 9-11 was a a hoax a well-coordinated well-thought-out plan or a hoax Um, that shouldn't be surprising you know when you watch a movie You know, a lot of people don't care about the behind the scenes aspect of a film. Um, 
because they feel like it takes away from the magic of a movie. But, you know, I'm glad that I'm of the type of mind that I, I don't I know how to retain the magic while also knowing how it happened. You know, like I can retain the way it made me feel. But I also need to know how it happened. But <clears throat> that's only for movies. Once I know the truth of something that made me feel some type of way before, it completely destroys the illusion. And the way I felt before is no longer the way I feel afterwards. When it's involving something as serious as human life and the shape of the minds of people who are attached to reality. And every human being that lives in America and other people in other parts of the world had their minds radically altered by the lie that 9-11 was a real event when it, when it wasn't. Buildings don't fall straight down when they're attacked from the side. You know, you, you have a hundred superhero movies to show you that logic. When Superman and General Zod fight and they throw each other into a building, the building don't just fall straight down because you have to account for the impact. The impact will make the building lean over to the side and destroy the surrounding property. This building fell straight down into the ground in a controlled way controlled way not in an accidental way where other buildings were destroyed around it it was done very cleanly it happened very cleanly it happened almost as if there were people behind the scenes who were discussing, well, what if, well, don't let it land on my building. You know, you can knock your building down and, and get the insurance money on the building because the insurance money that was collected on the uh, Twin Tower, the Twin Towers, the insurance money collected on that was outrageous. Let's just say it that way. Six figures? No. Seven figures? No. 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 Eight figures? Maybe. Maybe. Nine figures? Let's just say it was outrageous. The money that somebody, somebody collected is money... Uh, and in is it is money an incentive for the death of people? Yeah, America sends people to die for the cause of American greed all the time. It's called war. Um, America starts wars with the idea in mind that it will replenish the economy, so people have to die to, um, you know, make life easier for other people. Um, but it's not just about money in the, in the terms of what happened with 9-11. Well, actually, it was, it was all about money because 
9-11 acted as the gateway for America to ignore its foreign policy. So America could go around so it could make up a lie, use a lie to go and do what it wants to do to access more money. So they surrendered the lives of those people in this controlled demolition known as 9-11, controlled demolition known as 9-11. They use that incident as a gateway to go into the Middle East and take and and plunder like pirates because that's what America, America is. America is a big pirate ship and uh, it it, it enjoys um, it enjoys robbing other nations of their resources. And that was what it was. So it wasn't about lives being lost. Of course, they used the the sentiment of the American people to galvanize them to help aid, to lend America their uh, support in um, creating war with the Middle East. Um, Of course, they very skillfully did that. They skillfully were able to galvanize and enrapture the hearts and minds of people to say yeah go get those terrorists when the whole time the terrorists were you know probably a couple of jews probably some white people some government officials um all sitting back you know having a laugh drinking alcohol of some sort some some type of bourbon or something that's that's 9-11 that's 9-11 and so it is <clears throat> I don't hate Will Smith I don't hate Chris Rock the only thing that I hate that they did was that they no, I don't hate anything because they're, they're not really actors. They're hostages. It's a well-known fact that Hollywood kills its actors. The actor serves as a messenger of ideas. And you're not supposed to kill messengers, but Hollywood kills its messengers all the time, especially when you know their assets become liabilities when your asset becomes a liability and you don't want your asset to talk uh who's the guy that had an island out where he was sexually molesting little children and he's friends with everybody in hollywood who's that guy you know his name when your asset becomes a liability you kill the messenger. You kill the asset. So Hollywood is not just the entertainment. There are very militaristic aspects to Hollywood. There's a cult, you know, a um, a, a a secret society aspect to Hollywood. A you know, sacrificial aspect to Hollywood that. You know, of course, nobody knows because that's not the point. The point ain't in knowing the truth. 
<clears throat> the point is being deceived by the lie, by the, the, the lights. But Hollywood is a secret society of Luciferian and Satanic worshipers who practice ancient uh, paganistic practices. They practice ancient paganistic principles, particularly that of sacrifice and other rituals such as the shaming ritual. Uh, SNL is a shaming ritual for Hollywood, um, but it's done in a, you know, in a, in a, you know, kind of a funny way. But that's, you know, part of that. That's what it is. The shaming ritual is a part of <clears throat> humiliation of the celebrities so that, you know, you kind of. When you humiliate somebody in the word humiliate is the word humble. It's like humbling. They, you know, they send their actors to SNL to act stupid, to be embarrassed by the fact that they're doing stupid things that are contrary to the seriousness of their acting career. So SNL is a shaming ritual in and of itself. But there are other shaming rituals that happen off screen that nobody sees. And then there's other ones that are like the ones that happened to Will Smith. Well, Will Smith is now being banned from the Oscars. That's shame. He is in the public eye as a, by those who believe what he did. He's in the public eye as some type of menace or some type of, I don't know, some simp or some some idiot or something like that. Will Smith is not an idiot. Will Smith is very likely just protecting himself and his family. That's probably all he's doing. And we are so tricked by the lies of Hollywood that we that we're now taking up arms against Will Smith. Why he had to do that? Slap Chris Rock. Why did he have to slap Chris Rock? That's a good question, but it, it it deserves thought and pondering. You don't just ask a good question and then leave it. As stay with the question for a second. Let it marinate. Why did Will Smith slap Chris Rock? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. His body language did not make any sense. The slap itself was not captured on camera that doesn't make any sense let's let's just keep going until because it, 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 the further you go into the details it does it still doesn't make any sense and if something happens in reality and it keeps every time you talk about it it keeps eluding the truth then it becomes clear that it's not the truth it's a lie only one camera captured the smack that's a that's a lie that's not true it was choreographed. It was poorly choreographed at that. Why would Hollywood um, allow this to happen? Why? What's the point? That's what everybody keeps saying. People who keep asking, what's the point? Why would it be staged? 
you have you keep missing the point of the purpose of white supremacy. You you keep missing that. It's like you understand for a second what white supremacy is, and then you fail to understand that white supremacy and Satan and Satan are this are this are one and the same. There was no such thing as Satan before white supremacy. There was no Satan in Africa. When you have all but all these African people having tribal differences and things like that, but there was no satanic element in Africa. There was some evil that was being done by Africans, but there was no collectivized conscious effort to be evil. That's what Satan is. Satan is a collective conscious organized effort. And they say the devil is always busy. What does that mean that the devil is always busy? It means that the devil works. Does he work singularly? No, he is a organization. He is a group and there is nothing. No nation on this earth is more organized and more grouped and more more solid in its infrastructure and its ideals than white supremacy that is the white supremacy is the really the only true organization on the planet i mean aside from the forces of good but i'm I'm talking about satan when people think of terms satan in terms of this man with a pitchfork no satan is an enterprise Satan is a nation of people who think satanically. That's all it ever was. So you keep forgetting that there's deeper reasons why Satan operates. Why would Hollywood stage a slap between two black men to cause upheaval? That's what Satan does. Upheaval is a synonym for chaos, is a synonym for mayhem. Satan rules the world when it is in mayhem. He can't rule in peace. If everyone knows the truth and is looking for the truth and everyone lives in peace, there's no place for Satan. He can't rule in that. He rules in the divide between people. He rules in there being a east and west coast he rules and there being crips and bloods he rules and there being a methodist and a baptist church he rules in the divide between people he does not rule properly and efficiently between the whole of people because there's no spotlight for him in that he'll become dissolved if everybody's empowered then satan doesn't have any power because satan gains his power parasitically from feeding on the powers of other people you understand so why would hollywood stage a slap because staging a slap is good for satan it's good for business it's good for business it's good black people are waking up at a, an alarming rate according to satan It's not alarming to us. It's beautiful to us 
because we're black. I mean, some of us are black, but it's beautiful to see people who were ignorant become intelligent. That's a beautiful sight, but it's not beautiful to Satan because in the unfolding of the flower, like something don't want me to finish or something wants to see how persistent I'm going to be in delivering this message but Hollywood holds its actors hostage I don't um, have any I'm very sympathetic to Will Smith and Chris Rock because as black men black men up really hate being liars and the charade, the the living a life of playing charades. That's why Denzel, when you see Denzel, he plays the game, but he has designed his personality as a game player. When you look at Denzel, he's not really acting when he plays those roles. The most serious role, one of the most serious roles he played was a Detective Alonzo in Training Day. Detective Alonzo is a man who is very much like Denzel as an actor. Detective Alonzo is an actor. He portrays himself as a keeper of justice, but on the flip side of that, he's a man who knows that justice and criminality in the LAPD are just two sides of the same coin that can be flipped over and over again to the point where you can't tell which side is which. And Denzel, like that character in real life, is a man who presents himself as a actor, but he understands very, very well what goes on behind Hollywood doors. He's just, you know, better at hiding his... And he's better at hiding the effect. I always admire that about men, uh, some men, especially men of Denzel's caliber. I have an uncle that's like that. You know, um, I have an uncle that's like that that I love so much. And I, I guess a part of the reason why I love him so much is because he has the ability to not hide his emotions, but, you know, because his emotion, the, 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 the respect isn't in the fact that he conceals his emotions but it's how he manipulates his emotions to serve his own purposes and manipulates his intelligence to serve his own purpose instead of having his emotions and his intelligence manipulate him that's very admirable that's very admirable and it leaves a person in a place where they are just you know, if you don't have it, you the only thing you can do is just admire it and, and hope that God grant you the ability to do the same thing. Denzel Washington has that ability um, where he can know something is wrong, but not show something is wrong. You understand? It's a very beautiful characteristic. Um But the black man typically does not enjoy playing charades, playing games. 
actors in Hollywood are hostages to Hollywood. That I don't. That's why I don't have any I, any aspirations that I had to be an actor are gone. I don't have any aspirations to be an actor, an entertainer, anything like that. All of those people are hostages. They live a scripted life. They are told what to do, not just by their publicists. They because they have public publicists and they have private publicists or they have private privacists or whatever but they what i'm saying is that the publicist's job is to make sure that the actor is doing acting accordingly to a script in public don't do this it's going to make you look bad that's bad publicity but there's also a person in private that's saying the same thing and the smack wasn't about Will Smith and Chris Rock. No, the smack itself is about black people. To see a black man smack another black man is the type of energy that white people carry. White people enjoy the dysfunction of black people. So when you start talking about, well, why would they do it? That's the re- That's all the reason in the world. We are at a serious point in our development as black people where we are at a cross. We are at a point where uh, we are at the end of everything. We're at the end of the Bible. We're at the end of the Holy Quran. We're at the end of America. We're at the end of Babylon. We're at the end of every prophecy that's ever been prophesied. Every prophecy ever prophesied is coming is either already was fulfilled in the last 100 years or it's going to be fulfilled in the next two to five maybe 10 years if that 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 has to have you if that doesn't have any weight to you um then it's because you don't fully appreciate the heaviness of god and the heaviness of the project the the trajectory of humanity because humanity always follows the trajectory that God granted God is always guiding the trajectory he's the true conscious observer but he's not just an observer he's an active participant in the guide in guiding humanity's spiritual evolution I don't say physical evolution because the idea that humanity evolved from an ape is not real. Humanity evolved from God. God evolved himself or built himself or created himself from an atom. There was no primordial ooze. There was no animal transfiguration or you know there was just a thought and actions that followed that created a prototype of a human body but the prototype of the human body that existed in that time was uh, not the same type of human body that we have today the human body that we have today has been modified to fit the format of living on earth but a human body that's living in outer space does not breathe the same way, does not look the same way. 
Um, and that is the origins of life. That's the origin of life. But there's an evolution in regards to the perfection of what God created. The perfection of what God created is not in the physical, it's in the spiritual. So all this time, it wasn't that we were, you know, getting more technologically sound. <clears throat> technology is a beautiful thing, but technology itself is not the greatest sign of intelligence. The greatest sign of intelligence is peace between multitudes of people. That's the greatest sign of intelligence. Because when you look at the beasts and the animals in the animal kingdom, you're looking at things that kill each other all the time. All the time, animals are killing each other. There's no peace in the ocean. <laughs> the ocean is a series of violent events <laughs> in, in a beautiful setting. That's what the ocean is. And the ocean is scary as hell. There's no peace between the shark and the dolphin. Um, the highest form of intelligence is not having an iPhone or having the ability to drive a car to Starbucks or having a PlayStation 5. That's not the highest form of intelligence. Um, because as it has been told to us by the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, there were other civilizations that existed that had technology. Their technology may or may not have been as extravagant as the this is what we have today. Maybe they did put a lot of stock in entertainment. Because you, you have to understand that the technology that we enjoy is all from the efforts that was made during a 6,000-year period. And in that 6,000-year period, the mathematical and scientific genius that produced what we see today only happened in the last 500 years. Think about that. Within the 500-year time frame, which is no time at all in terms of humanity, it, it doesn't even run into a fraction of a second um, less than that. That time frame is a very short amount of time to get a lot of stuff done, but that, but that is, again, in, that makes sense because it's God who was guiding white people to become strong. It was God who allowed Satan to become strong. It was God that was dripping knowledge on Satan. You know, Satan wasn't siphoning his knowledge from God or stealing his knowledge, but it was knowledge that was willing, willingly and intentionally being given from a higher place to guide to an extent um, to guide to provide resource mental and intellectual resource 
to a race of people who were just born 6,000 years ago so that they could grow up and perhaps in the final stages of their growth, which I guess they matured at the age of 500, They matured at the age of 500, but they're still a very immature race. So they're not really a mature race, but they're not mature because they're not. They weren't created to last forever. They weren't created to last forever, so they're not mature. They're not mature. They... have an immaturity about them that they can't shake no matter how old they get because they're at the end of their time and they weren't made to last forever so their mature their 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 time on earth is at a shorter time but they had to mature faster that's why they go, they get older faster they get older faster because they have to mature faster to account for the amount of time that they can't, they're not allowed to live. It's like a fly. A fly matures fast <clears throat> because it's not supposed to live forever. Um, a lot of what I'm saying is heavier than even what I understand because, you know, it's not heavy to me, even though it is heavy to me. Um, I'm not really accounting for how heavy it might be to you. I'm hoping I'm saying it in a way that is easy to grasp <clears throat> and not a way that sounds like blabber or, you know, somebody just speaking nonsense. I hope I'm not saying it that way. I'm saying all of this to say that we are living in a time where it's the end of time, the time of Satan. It's the end of the white man's rule on earth. And so because it's the end, the white man is doing everything that he knows how to try to trick people to die with him. <clears throat> this slap was a part of that trick. This slap was contrived. It was a staged event. It happened on a stage. And that's not an accident because it is staged. It's not real. Chris Rock put down his, his guard and allowed Will Smith to slap him. At first, when I first started viewing it and I knew it was fake, I was angry at Chris Rock and Will Smith because I'm saying to myself, if you love your people, why would you lie to them like that? But it's deeper than that. <clears throat> it's not that Chris Rock and Will Smith don't love their people. It's that Chris Rock and Will Smith are hostages of Hollywood. Hollywood holds actors hostage. They don't have an opinion of them. They're not allowed to have lives of their own. They're not allowed to no live normal lives. That's why we should be grateful that we don't live in Hollywood. We should be grateful that we're not, you know, we're not slaves to Hollywood because Hollywood does kill people who disagree 
or who abandon their um, their contract. <clears throat> Hollywood will kill you if you abandon your contract. Yes. Yes. Hollywood did kill Michael Jackson. Hollywood allegedly killed Prince. Hollywood might have killed Chadwick Boseman. Hollywood very likely killed Kobe Bryant. Hollywood will kill you. So when I look at it now, I look at it as though I'm very, it's very unfortunate that Will Smith is doing this because he's doing it. It's, he's, it's not that he's self-sabotaging. He's just been given a script. He was given his fame. See, that's the thing about Satan. Satan will give you power to take it away from you. It was Satan. It was Hollywood. You know, we, we love Hollywood. Oh, we love the movies. Oh, God, we love the movies and the TV show. Okay, so what? It's, it's not taken away from the fact that Hollywood is still hell on earth. It's still a fortress. It's a fortress of satanic principles being enacted in real life. That's what Hollywood is. That doesn't take it doesn't. It doesn't take away from the fact that the movies are good. They're, they're good movies. I love Godfather. But Marlon Brando was a pansexual Hollywood weirdo. He, he just was. He's a fantastic actor. But he was a man who had sex with men, women, probably children, too. When I'm not, it, yeah, Godfather was great. You have to be able to intelligently separate things. Yeah, Godfather's great, but Marlon Brando and Al Pacino and everybody else in that cast are likely the co-conspirators to a lot of criminality that happens that you don't see. But they make good movies. And um, Will Smith and Chris Rock. <clears throat> they're doing what they're told to do. They're doing it and they're, they're taking the fall for it. Hollywood is now trying to pretend the Oscars are saying, well, Chris Rock and Will Smith, they're going to be banned. Or at least Will Smith is being banned. But that's they, 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 they know everything that's going on. When when they when they were interviewing people after it happened, people like Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish had such a scripted response, and and the way that they sold it was like this. And this is this is my hypothesis of what happened. <clears throat> they gave Chris Rock and Will Smith a, a script. Will Smith, you're going to do this. You're going to do this, Chris Rock. You're going to do this. You belong to us, and this is what we want. We want to cause social this. We want to cause a frenzy in in society, and we want to disturb the peace. We want to disturb the peace because black people are coming into peace, and we want to break up and disturb that peace with an event that will take them away. And distract them from the the truth. So, 
you're going to do this. So they, they do it. Will Smith's body language is all over the place. Just showing you that he's, he's, he's doing something against his own will. He's doing something against his own free will. It's not that like he's rising to the occasion of this is when I'm going to be a man. I'm going to smack Chris Rock. No, no, that joke did not call the, the punishment didn't fit the crime. Um, that joke did not call for that type of reaction from Will Smith. So that's also fake. So he was adjusting his body to fit. As you saw him walking away from Chris Rock, he was smiling and he didn't, his smack was, you know, the reason why the smack is so iconic is because of the posture. The only picture that's captured is the two actors who are standing in poses, you know, the theatrical poses, almost like a movie poster. One man has his hand fully extended in a strange angle, Will Smith. Chris Rock is given the very deliberate I just got smacked face do you know how many hours and hours of theater training that these people go through and they still are not able it doesn't matter how much see that's the thing about you know being an actor being an actor is being a trained liar it doesn't matter how much you lie it can still be looked at as flimsy in front if, if you see it from truthful eyes if you look at something from the mindset and state or perspective of truth even the most well rehearsed act um looks phony yeah even the most well rehearsed act looks phony so um I'm sorry, I was just thinking about something else. Will Smith was all over the place in his body language. He was smiling. He... But what sold it was, you know, people were like, I didn't think it was real either until I heard Will Smith cussing. Listen, cussing is not... <laughs> in alignment with with truth you know oftentimes what you'll see is people will cuss you know like how they say a dog is bigger than his his bark is bigger than his bite oftentimes you'll see people cuss to try to convey that they're serious man that motherfucker don't want to fuck with me man because i fuck that nigga up my now why don't you just go fight him because he is hoping that he can convince the other people that's looking at him that he is as strong and as as um, fearless as a, of a man that he really isn't. He really isn't that fearless. He's trying to cuss to make it appear he's puffing. He's puffing up like a puffer fish. Puffer fish are just filled with water and air. Not filled with, you know, raging fever for blood. And that's not what makes puffer fishes puff up. So a lot of people were confused and thrown off the trail by Will Smith making that statement. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Yeah, he had to do that to sell the act. 
It's the same thing that Will Smith did in training day. You all going to be uh, in Pelican Bay shoot program. That, that was the same exact thing. King Kong ain't got shit on me. It's the same exact thing. It's just you're selling it act. But there's, but the one was done where it was supposed to be, which is in a movie. And one was done in real life where it's not supposed to be to try and trick people. Because the Oscars are declining. Nobody likes watching the Oscars. This was a way to create media buzz around the Oscars to make, to pull in viewership. The um, preferred, preferred entertainment is all reality based. When you watch reality TV shows, do you think they have something to do every episode? Why, how is it that every episode there's drama? No, there's not drama every episode. Real life is not dramatic like that. Doesn't matter how rich or how famous you are. Real life is not dramatic to that degree. They are writing drama into real life to make the reality, so-called reality shows more entertaining. Oh, my God. Did you see what happened on Keeping on the Kardashians last night? Yeah, a bunch of fake BS. That's what happened. Doesn't matter. Oh, my God. The Black Ink Crew. Yeah, all of that is scripted. All of that is scripted. Then they sit down in front of the camera on a single one-on-one with the camera like they do in the office. And they start, you know, confessing their feeling. All of that is scripted. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I went up and I slapped it because I felt like, you know, that's what I was supposed to do. No, you didn't. <laughs> You're using that, that one-on-one they have with the camera like that. That's so that you can get, you know, that's like... That's like in a in a in a book you read where the where the the character uh, announces its the character's innermost thoughts to try to help the reader kind of understand the context of something. That's all. That's all it is. That's what it's for. They do that for that reason. They have the people in the TV show go and sit down in front of the camera to, on a one on one basis to try to bring some sense to why they did or acted the way that they did but the way that they acted is because the situations are being contrived a lot most of the situation some of them may not be but most of them probably are being just written down somebody here here's the script here's the problem y'all have to act this out this is a a problem y'all gotta fight over man trying to make this point trying to land this plane um let me just wrap it up let me wrap it up because it's not it's not going to it's going to keep happening so um will smith and chris rock were told to do that for a multitude of reasons The main reason is because such an event like 9-11 and like other events like the sinking of the Lusitania, which America 
sunk its own ship allegedly america sunk its own ship blamed it on germany as a way to put its foot inside the door get its foot inside the door and and turn its back on its foreign policy and engage in world war ii with the rest of the world um yeah, the slap was just another staged event. It was a Hollywood hoax. It was a hoax. You know, um, you know, it doesn't matter how big Will Smith smiles, he cannot hide from the eyes of people who know and understand. Will Jada is is, is holding her composure. You know, she's smiling the same. When Will Smith is starting to smile a little strangely, like like he's breaking. The weight of everything is breaking him, but it's not him self-sabotaging himself. That's not, he's, no, he's not self-sabotaging. He is having him, his career is being sacrificed. His life could be sacrificed as well. That's the that's the the evil part of all of this. Hollywood might be about to put a contract on Will Smith or or terminate his contract. When you terminate your contract, you're supposed Hollywood is a lifelong contract. Or unless you fizzle out, if you fizzle out, then there's probably still even you there's still you know, non-disclosure agreements that you have to abide to, all those weird Hollywood parties you went to when you were relevant, all the times you went to the Playboy Mansion, all the time you went to Jeff Epstein's house, and but you but now you're not famous because nobody really cares about you. You still have to obey the <laughs> laws of that secret society that governs that world. You still doesn't matter that you fizzled out in your fame. You have 15 minutes of fame. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm safe now. No, you're not safe now. You're not safe now. That is it. That Hollywood has some of the... Hollywood has just as much power um, to, sur- to surveillance a person as the CIA or somebody else. I think it was Shia LaBeouf who said that he met a guy who he didn't know or something like that. And the guy said that he was monitoring Shia LaBeouf and he played Shia LaBeouf's voice for him on his phone or something. He took his phone out of his pocket. Shia LaBeouf was, you know, in disbelief of this person talking to him. And the man pulled his phone out of his pocket and opened his phone and held it to Shia LaBeouf's ear. And Shia LaBeouf heard his own voice being talking to himself. The man was high up. He could have been from the government. He could have been from Hollywood itself, keeping an eye on Shia LaBeouf. So ain't no such thing as you fizzled out and nobody and we forgetting and they forgot about you. Will Smith is in a dangerous situation with Hollywood. That's why Kanye West is always saying, if they kill me, who, who he know he understands. That's not crazy talk. A lot of you people out there, you're so it's not your fault. You just don't know any better. You believe it when you see it. You see it and you believe it. 
but you're only supposed to believe half of what you see. And Kanye West says, man, they, you know, if they kill me, he's he's not saying that for no reason. Because the type of manhood and the type of activity that he's involved in, where he's about liberating the people from the clutches of Satan, that is a threat against Satan. And Will Smith, <clears throat> him doing this, this pu- publicity stunt is what it is. Him and Chris Rock. Chris Rock's comedy show sales are through the roof. Every Chris Rock show is selling out. Chris Rock shows have been sold out. Well, I don't know. I don't know. People like Chris Rock. But his shows are selling out. Due to this smack. And you even got his brother. You know. They're not going to... There ain't no such thing as all they do is they play up the lie. They don't they don't play down the lie. The lie, the story is weaved by the characters. So not only is Chris Rock now involved in the story, but they got his little brother, Tony Rock, involved in it, too. Tony Rock, come on stage. He he talking about, man, if that mother Will Smith touched my brother, my brother. And a lot of people was like, yeah, I really I didn't believe it. I still didn't believe it, but now listening to Tony Rock, now I do believe it. No, that's just somebody who is continuing the story. Tony Rock may not have been able to break into Hollywood the same way that his brother did, but he's still tapped into Hollywood. And for the sake of his brother's career, he's going to go along with what his brother says because he still wants Christmas presents from Chris Rock. He knows what side of the bread his butters t- buttered on yeah he gonna get on stage and go with the act up up the act up the antics make it seem real hey tony when you go on that stage make it seem real he know that shit wasn't real he knows it he knows it wasn't real so everybody involved with these camps has to pretend that it's real they have to pretend they have to keep the illusion. You ain't going to hit nobody in Hollywood, even though it's fake as hell, even though every aspect of it is fake, questionable, suspect, just weird. No, you won't hear nobody in Hollywood state it in that way, even though they have the most knowledge on how fake and how real things are. You will never hear nobody in Hollywood, not Ben Affleck, not not Casey Affleck, not Ben Stiller, not not Denzel, not Viola Davis. If you ask them, what did you think about the slap? They're all going to say, well, you know, it just, you know, it, um, you know, wow. Wow. That's all I can say. They're acting in the real life. Wow. That's, you know, wow. That's all I can say. Oh, really? That's all you can say? After all your years of acting on movies and in television and you didn't seen a hundred choreographies, you didn't seen a hundred stunt doubles, thousands of Jackie Chan movies. You're going to tell me that that's all you can say. Come on now. You people are all a part of the same lie because you're all afraid of the same entity. They're all afraid. That's the only thing that makes a person bite their tongue like that fear is a thing that makes a person bite their tongue 
or reconsider what they're about to say. Oh, I, I ain't going to say that. That's all fear. So Hollywood is holding these people hostage. Hollywood is holding these people hostage. It's yeah. It's threatening their lives. Look what it did to Bill Cosby. And before that, they killed Bill Cosby's son. Something that a lot of people don't talk about. Bill Cosby's son was killed on the side of a road. You don't get killed on the side of a road at night. That's not how it works. The side of the road is a very random place. All the time when you drive, you see cars on the side of the road. How many times have you ever pulled over on a car that was sitting on the side of the road? Probably never. They followed that man's son. They knew when he was going to be on the side of the road. I don't know. I haven't looked into it to see why he was on the side of the road. If his car went out on the side of the road, then they probably caused it to happen. Just like with Kobe Bryant, there was a helicopter incident. Helicopters are serviced and maintained on a... They have a schedule that they have to keep. You have to service the helicopter. You have to make sure that it's functioning properly. It's just like an airplane. Oh, the helicopter malfunctioned. Says who? Satan. Says who? And you pulled a wool over a lot of people's eyes, but Kobe Bryant's death rattled people because it wasn't supposed to happen. The reason why Kobe Bryant's death seemed so strange was because it wasn't natural the way he died. When you force death to happen, it's not na- it doesn't have a natural effect. When your grandparent dies, that's natural. You say, oh, gr- grandma died. Okay, that makes sense. Go outside. Somebody shot your brother. He did. That don't make sense. He wasn't supposed to be dead. He would have came back home if that had not happened. So we know the difference, Satan, between forced death and accidental death. We, we know we can feel the difference, Satan. You're only tricking the stupid and the blind, deaf, and dumb. You're not tricking everybody, Satan. It's over. It's over for being tricked. It's over for having wool pulled over your eyes. It's over for all that kind of small, lightweight, punk stuff. Allowing yourself to be fooled by morons who who just who 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 make films. I understand CGI is impressive, and you know practical effects and all the you know the the magic of hollywood yeah we i get it but it's still punk stuff it doesn't have anything on reality you can't create a flower you can't create a spider you can't create anything that allah made only thing you can create is cgi and people are impressed with that but i'm not impressed by it Okay, the the smack was a hoax. You don't have to believe it anymore. It's over. It's over. There's going to be a lot of hoaxes being done in these last days. There's going to be a lot of 
desperate attempts to gain to get your attention. Oh, please, won't you give us your intention? Well, we're going to do a lot of hoax and games. We're going to play games with your mind. Don't you like mind games? You should tell the devil, you know, get thee behind me, Satan. I don't got no time for this BS. Sorry. And I don't have any more time either. I got to go get some food. Okay. So thank you all for listening. It was very good talking to you again and getting this out. I'm tired of talking about this. I never am going to talk about it ever again. This was just a way for me to make that statement because not many people are making that statement. It's very only a handful of people who are making that statement. And then, you know, and so because there's a void in that field, I felt like I had to do this. Um, but I'm not going to be on here, you know, trying to make myself a source of entertainment for you either. You know, this it's not the time for that. So thank you for listening. And um, I hope that you have a beautiful day and I hope that you feel beautiful tomorrow. And I hope you do something that is worth your time and worth your efforts and that it makes you look at yourself with pride and uh, love yourself, love yourself and love the people around you. Don't take the people around you for granted. You know, kiss their hand, kiss their forehead, try to gain as much information on who they are as, as possible, because when they die and they leave, you're going to be looking in your mind for the memories and the memories fade away the memories fade away you start to forget how people look you start to forget how it felt to touch their hand uh, to 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 hug them so don't take those things for granted um you know make people feel good while they're alive you know we have a lot of self-centered ideas in our mind that keep us away from our own happiness and keep the people around us away from happiness as well. We can control the flow of happiness. We can control the flow of how we conduct ourselves and how we can conduct the feelings of other people, namely women. Women just want to feel good. It's not that girls just want to have fun, but they do. They, they Girls just want to feel good. And as men, we have the responsibility and have the capability to make them feel good. And we and to make ourselves feel good, to make brothers between brothers feel good as well. You know, we don't have to be bogged down into our thoughts and allow our thoughts and our problems to make us so overwhelmed that we become 